Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Alistair, if you could remove one thing from your face, what would it be? Well, I suppose it would be this disgusting melanoma. <laughs> All right, well, after you've got that off, yeah, right, th- then I would say the hair around the, it. The hair, okay, right. Well, because you can remove not only the hair from your face, but also the look of disappointment with the conventional shaver industry. Well, I thought that that was permanently plastered on. Oh, no, absolutely, Alistair. That is just a, a temporary disfigurement, if anything. Okay. That you, can, that you can slice off with a smooth five-blade razor from harrys.com. Slash think tank? Slash think tank. harrys.com slash think tank. Harry's are the supporter of the, the podcast today. Well, it's very kind of them. Did I hear that they that, that they are man- those razor blades are manufactured in Germany? Alistair... You heard correctly. If you did hear that, if you didn't hear that, then wow, you are, you you fluked onto it. Yeah. Right? Because uh, they they bought a uh, a German uh, razor factory with over one hundred years of manufacturing experience in this very industry. Well, that's good because uh, and it wasn't like a cheesecake shop or something that yeah. had been around for a hundred years, and then they bought it and they were like, "Now, now you're making razors." But a cheesecake shop still would have a hundred years of manufacturing. Uh, Absolutely. That's why I specified that, there, that this was in a related in the related field of razor manufacture. Yeah, right. You can go to harrys.com forward slash think tank right now and you can get uh, $13 worth of value for just the cost of shipping. Whoa. Yeah. I am going to take up that offer secretly. Yes. Uh, through my girlfriend because I've already got some and they're, they're amazing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Twin the Think Tank, the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George William Trombley Virtual, and it is a goddamn pleasure to have your ears wrapped around our lips. Your ears wrapped around our talking gears. Absolutely. Um, oh, boy. Hey, look, I'm going to just start because some people have been so kind to donate to our Patreon account, and I'm just going to go straight away and, and thank them very much. A lot of other podcasts, they thank their supporters at the at the end. Yeah, it's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. So, oh, no. I mean... You want you you want to if you want to be cared for, mm-hmm. donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Cancel some of your other Patreon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> subscriptions and and donate to a, a a podcast that treats you right. Yeah, or you know, first of all, thank you so much for to to Neil Doddsworth, Jason Ballard, Glenn J. Mees Day, Whoa. Casey Baker, and Curtis Brennick for being our first Patreon supporters. That's, taking that's us amazing, taking us above zero. Woo! Yeah, and I'm much appreciated, you guys. Um, you don't see magic potions very much anymore. Well, Alistair, you're, I was going to bring this up if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, there's a dearth of magic potions. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, sitting That are sitting idly on shelves right now because they're not being used. Oh, you, you, you think that's what it is? You think the potions are out there? <laughs> well, I they're under the sink. They're right at the back behind mm. all the hairsprays and all the failed attempts at shampoo. I mean, I, I imagine that the the, the, the the magic potions are still being manufactured. They're just not in the zeitgeist at the moment. They're mm. not being uh, used. Sure. I imagine there's a lot of sort of cabins in the woods where they're stored. It's a, it's a, it's a marketing issue. It's an optics thing. It's a, it's a market penetration. Right, right. Well, like there's a, there's a lot of products that you know you'd you'd be surprised. Like we bought a Jolly Jumper for our boys mm-hmm, recently, mm-hmm. which is like a classic product from back in the I don't know fifties or something. Yeah, bouncing thing for babies. Yeah, and uh, you you look at it all their all their like pamphlets and stuff that are in there. They look they look like they haven't been updated in about forty years. They haven't needed to be. 
<clears throat> needed to be because they they got the world of, word of mouth. It's the uh, it's 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 an it's a long term project that a uh, product, right? Yeah. But uh, but you know, I guess a lot of the risk is that you become complacent, especially when you've got a you've got a good product like that, or say mm. a literally magic potion that can transform anyone into anything, and you know, sort of basically yeah. bend the world to your will. Yeah. Right. Maybe even turn a person into a jolly jumper. Indeed. Yeah. You probably assume that the product's good enough that you don't have to market it. But that's yeah. not true. But it, I guess it comes to a certain extent with a complacency of you just accepting that I think we've got most of the market share we're ever going to get. It's not going to really – like there must be some evaluation where you go, yeah, we could spend $100, $100 million on a campaign and that's – there's just not enough people that want this kind of product. No, but hang on. Are you talking about Jolly Jumpers or Magic Potions? Oh, Jolly Jumpers, obviously. Right, because I think Magic Potions, that's the thing, isn't it? That ma- everyone would want a Magic Potion. Well, everybody could use a Magic Potion if they only knew what they could do. Now, what, what do we do with this, Alistair? Well, I think you need to kind of, first of all, you need to start, start at, the, at the bottom. You've got to go to sort of a lot of festivals or in supermarkets. Right, right? and, and those little, have a little sample trays. Where you can get people to sample things. Oh, man, that... Those people seem to have the most depressing job in the world. You'd they think do. that giving out free food would be something that you could mm. that would be great, right? You'd bring so much joy to people, but there's something about the context of those pathetic little stands at the supermarket that's just oh, yeah. depressing. Oh, but with that, that little electric fry pan when you're cooking up like a little something, something, and uh, and then you, you're offering people, but it's because everybody who approaches the stall is they're all pretending to be interested in the product. Yeah. Right. What they're really interested in is just having a tiny bit of food right now. Right. And and I guess that's a similar situation that can occur with the magic potion. Sure. Right. People are gonna try it. But obviously this is gonna be the problem with the magic potion, is that the magic potion might be there to transform somebody uh that you don't like mm-hmm. into say uh either like a like a stone a sofa. A sofa, mm. uh possibly like, you know, uh th- three rounds of drinks or something like that, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, why turn them into one round of drinks? Because then you only get one drink per person. So you're drinking the person. You're you drinking could. your enemy. Well, I'm just saying you could. Yeah. Right? But this is the problem is that people will show up at the stall and they're, they're used to normal food stalls. Mm. And this, I guess, where the problem, maybe this is why magic potions have disappeared. So that people just show up and they just want to grab a shot and just try it and take off. Anyway, they're all turning into rounds of drinks, three rounds of drinks. You know, there's 18 drinks sitting there on a, on, a, on a little tray. Then someone else shows up, drinks one of those drinks. Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. But then they're, now they're so, suddenly they're having alcohol while they're at the supermarket. That's probably illegal. <laughs> well, it's not, not illegal, but they're supposed to be driving home after this. They're on the way home from work. We, he, did, he doesn't know the, the percentage of the alcohol in there. I think, <laughs> I think, I think like, I'm... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. You can right see now. the legal troubles that oh, these magic man. potion people are getting into. Yeah, you need I an, don't you, envy them. You need a, a like a, a responsible service of alcohol certificate to be able to sell this alcohol. Suddenly, the ground is now just giving away free rounds of drinks, and people are picking them up off the ground and drinking them. Right? That's that's then getting the supermarket is involved, even though they didn't re- realize. That and they don't need be... that trouble, right? Well, They're going to say, "All right, John, sorry, we're not having you back. We're going to get the guy with the cheese on sticks." Yeah. You know, he didn't. He didn't do any of this. Now, I, well, I think this does explain in many ways the the lack of visibility of magic potions. Though, well, that and the fact that a lot of them are invisibility potions. That's true. Yeah, but also it's the litigation. It's they, they've they've been they've been shrunk right. back due to litigation, due to the uh, you know the, the the huge amounts of. Uh, Litigation. Is, is it litigation now? <laughs> yeah. Is that the word you're looking for? They're just stuck in the courts. They're still making their way through the courts. I think that, like, the idea of magic potion, right? Mm-hmm. It is this amazing product, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's, it is totally world changing. But the, the idea that they are somehow stopped from selling it because of just these ridiculous <laughs> obstacles that. Like are the are these people just idiots? Like are they totally incompetent, or is it is it just that they are just trapped in these totally unforeseeable nightmare situations? Well, I mean, I guess in part, it's it's the it's 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 the lack of power of the person who serves uh, who serves the little samples of food at the right. thing uh, compared uh, like serving something of great power. 
Yes. And and so th- he doesn't have the ability to contain all that. You know, there's there's three people at the stall. He's trying yeah. to tell somebody about the product. Somebody comes in, takes a shot, yeah. turns into three rounds of drinks. Yeah. This is this has already gone off the rails for him. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing he can do. Like and he he's doesn't, not getting paid very much. He doesn't right? have the antidote, you know. Yeah. And if he does. These rounds of drinks don't have mouths. He can't feed the rounds of drinks. <laughs> the antidote. It's look, oh gosh. I oh. guess I guess it's a lot of pre-planning that wasn't done. Uh, so I guess there there is an element of yeah. These some of these people are are idiots. But um, I guess I guess I guess that the problems start at the, you know at a higher level, right? Mm. Like he's just a pawn in the game. He's oh, just some cool. low-level door-to-door <laughs> wizard. Driving from town to town with his little briefcase, Absolutely. setting up his little stall and supermarkets. He's probably in just an apprentice for big for big magic potion. Big magic. Because I think it it you know it would it would make sense to me if he may not like may only just know somebody in the magic industry who kind of was like oh yeah yeah they're looking for somebody to do like you know face to face stuff with the customer base because I mean you wouldn't use your good magic people to be even in the supermarkets the magic people are developing other other p- potions back at the back at the headquarters back at the uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I I think that's great I think um you know I, I don't think this guy's a, a, a wizard at all yeah right I think he's just responded to an ad that said looking for regional sales marketing manager yeah um and he's like oh that that looks that sounds good right and he goes in and there's some crusty old castle with light glowing out of the windows and it's the, the wizard headquarters they uh they take him through the spiel about how you got to sell these potions yeah. and then he's he's stuck in this job and it's oh man it's it sounds the worst yeah and and i i for some reason i picture the the magic headquarters as kind of being a little bit lab like so they're still wizards but for mm. some reason they're wearing you know, uh, and witches, by the way. Uh, and, uh, Thank you. They got a lab coat, but they, it's covered in stars and moons. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and for some reason, this is, I don't know why this entered my mind, but I picture some of the wizards and witches are having affairs with each other. They've got, they've sort of got magic families at home, mm. but then, you know, on the job, they're kind of saying that they're going to be home late and things like that, and they're having affairs with each other in the headquarters. I, I, I think that's great. I think... Uh, that that remind that makes me think of like a Grey's and Ma- Anatomy kind of a show, mm. right? But with wizards. Oh, this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't know if this has been done, right? Because, you know, in Grey's Anatomy, it's not really about the medicine, right? It's about the relationships, <laughs> That's right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think in the same way, this would be not really about magic. <laughs> this is just about you know a group of hot young wizards. <laughs> Who are thrown together in this high-pressure situation. Yeah. They're just... Wizards and witches. And, you know, they've got unisex bathrooms. It's a dying... McBeal style. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, I mean, for some reason that makes you think that that's where the sex is happening. Yeah. I've <laughs> but... always... I've, not having watched Ali McBeal, I can say, uh, you know, that that's what I assumed. I think, look, not re- having seen a little bit, but only remembering Uka Chaka, Uka 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 Chaka, and then a dancing baby. Which sounds a bit magic. I mean, that is kind of magic. I mm. think there was some magic realism in this, and, and I think th- that our, our new... Uh... This is going to be real magicism. Yeah, real So <laughs> it'll just be a, a totally magical universe with occasionally something really normal happens Yeah, like to take you out of it, like a baby lies down and cries. And you're like, oh. There you go, we could have a crying baby. <laughs> Yeah, that famous crying baby scene. It's how we were pitching this to to executives like it's sort of like reverse Ally McBeal, but still with a unisex bathroom. The only thing that remains constant. <laughs> I, I don't think they had sex in the unisex bathrooms, but I reckon they definitely made out. Right? There's got to be They're at like least pushing one pushing each other up against on, sinks onto a exactly onto a bench and Lifting then really making out and making out the skirts, legs wrapped around the skirts are kind of being pulled hiked up a little bit maybe. you never you never see the man getting pushed onto the bench and lifted up and having his legs around the well, woman in our show that's what oh, that'll oh, happen that, that'll, ex- yeah. that'll be exclusively what happens <laughs> <laughs> then occasionally well, we'll the man mention... will have skirts as well because he's wearing those wizarding robes so robe. it'll... <laughs> yeah he'll, he'll hike his skirt and I think maybe in this world. I don't know why all the men sit down to pee all the time. Great. Yeah, because I guess with a Once wizard, again, with the robe. Yeah, with the right? robe. It makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, you're, you're lifting up that whole robe. It's what are a, you doing? You're, you're wrapping that around your waist. A lot of you're material. somehow holding that. And then you're just 
Mm. Got the, you know, got one hand behind your back or bunched up your robe. Your other hand's holding your penis. Yeah. <laughs> no, this isn't going to work at all. Absolutely not. No. And so and the other option, I guess, would be bunching up the robe in the front and then holding it all in your, in your mouth. Can you stop smashing the microphone? I don't think I can, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I like that. He's holding the robe in his mouth. Yeah, so that he can... But then, then can pay. you see? Can you still see? I think you might be able to just see over the robe. I guess, over the robe. I guess it's probably pushing your beard up right, a little on, bit. But now that hem going... of that robe is dragging in the dirt all day and you've just walked into the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. knows when the floor was last cleaned? Now you're putting that hem in your mouth? This is going to be... This is gonna be a great conversation they're gonna have in there they go like they go how you pee here how do you pee you're like just bunch of you go jesus christ it's been all in the way oh yeah i, I perform a uh, i perform an antibacterial spell before uh... you gotta perform an antibacterial spell oh my god can't you just do a hover spell on the dress it's a it's a robe i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deplete my mana by by having a hover spell going all day long <laughs> Jesus. I think some of uh, us like to teleport here, and I need to have some enough mana to get back home. Okay, I think um, Wizard Alley McBeal or Grey's Anatomy <laughs> is is really good, and I and I almost feel like this conversation about how do how do wizards pee is a really good one to have. You'll note that that wasn't addressed in Harry Potter. Absolutely, I think we're going to go all the places <clears throat> uh, Harry Potter didn't dare to. Because thinking back, did anyone really wear that full robe apart from Gandalf? I mean, uh, Dumbledore? Yeah. Dumbledore had like the full... Yeah, he he like, I guess he was the most traditional wizard from what I recall. Mm. Uh, But I don't, I don't remember enough of it. And we didn't see him... P is 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 I, I don't think there was JK that... Rowling she's clearing up a lot of stuff I think yeah in I her th- tweets I'd like her to address this Yeah how do they pee I think it would be nice maybe she already has I'm going to have to do a search after the pond Yeah um but while we don't know I'm going to say that we're boldly boldly going where JK is too cowardly to mm. to, to to touch to tread to tread yeah. yeah I guess you don't want to touch something not this stuff No <laughs> So, so can we can we have a wizard pee conversation as a sketch? Like it's it's some wizards come into the urinal. Sure. Should, can I put it here as a little mini sketch with it? Oh, yeah, sure. If you like, you know, you 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 think that that's just a subset of the uh, of the broader Ali McBeal. Yeah, um, yeah. I I definitely do. But I think there's a lot of shows that are on that that have that kind of exact feel, like like mm. a Boston Legal. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, Grey's Anatomy, maybe like a. Do you think ER was a lot like that? I think ER was a bit more medical. I think it was probably quite soapy as well, but I think like there was there was yeah. more not that I've watched really either show. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's good to have a strong opinion though. I try. Yeah. I really do try. I like I like having a bit of strong opinion. Um well, I don't know. Is it yeah, but I think look, I think we've already I think we've that one is done. That one's done. Great. Is there something in having a strong opinion, right? Mm-hmm. About like maybe like a book that just is a book full of opinions that you can have about things. Oh yeah. You know, or um, Andy's big book of opinions. Andy's big book of opinions. It could be could be just an app. Probably be an app these days, right? I think so. You just press a button. Just tells you an opinion. Okay. Right? Like a, uh, I can't believe this is still happening in this day and age. Yeah, or well, uh, it would be nice if if maybe there was an app that gave you an original opinion. So th- wow. they're like they're one use only. So let's say you you pay for this app. Yeah, nine ninety nine. Right, mm-hmm. I know that's a lot for an app, but, but you're getting original content. Maybe like once a week you can you can tap in there. It's kind of like it's like Audible, but for for opinions. So I think Audible you only get like one book mm-hmm. per month or whatever. Or like yeah, man, Audible is so fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like buying unless books. they want to uh, unless they want to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think I don't think we're getting the I don't but, think we're getting audible numbers. Well, good because they are such a rip off. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is Andy's. This is Andy, the first strong opinion that he's going to be putting into the app. Um, yeah, so it's. It's like that. Just think it's Spotify, nine ninety nine or whatever it is a month, and you can listen to all of the music. Yeah. All the music that there is, including pretty much. Including some books. Including some books. Audible. 
it's like fourteen bucks a month, one book. One you bo- get one book. It's probably it's probably much nicer to the people who write the books though, I imagine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, ho- I would hope so. You would, I would, I like would that. hope that the Audible CEO individually goes and massages each author. And and gives them some money? Because I think that's the money that they're really going to Oh, you're want. right. <laughs> <laughs> but the massage would remove a lot of the stress I mean, he, that comes from not having any money, Alistair. That, that's true. That's true. I mean, maybe he could sort of massage you know, a $50 note into their palm. Into their spine. Nail into their spine. Yeah, yeah. work it in there. There you go. And the skin slowly covers forms over. over. Yeah, it forms over. Oh, like it. I guess that would be a nice thing. Uh, wait, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm going off the opinions thing. I'll I'll come back to it. But while I have this idea, yeah. You know when you tie a bit of rope to a tree and then that tree grows, grows over that over rope. It. Mm. Is there a human version of that? Like, I think it's uh, probably losing a limb or something like that. Losing a limb. Well, with the tree, you see, it gets all messed up. It's not like it grows over it and then it's fine. I it has it this re- no, nah, it has this really messed up, all scarred ring around there. And I think that, like, I don't know if it's reforming, like, you know, it's xylem and phloem around that uh, oh, yeah. that wound. Xylem and phloem. I think it. I think it's still. <laughs> no, I think I think that's real bad. You can kill trees doing that. Oh, you could kill him with a copper nail. Is that what I heard? Kill a tree with a copper nail. Apparently so. Really? People, yeah. Apparently that's the. It's like the the stake through the heart for a vampire. Yeah, it's, but it's, for trees. Yeah, silver bullets for werewolves. Mm. Uh, stake through the heart for vampires. Copper nail, copper for, nail a, for a, a tree, tree that's blocking your view. <laughs> so then you want to add a million dollars to the value of your house. You just go yeah. to the national park and then you mm. just stick a, a copper nail, which I don't know where you would find. Uh, probably a hardware store, I guess. <laughs> I don't think they have copper nails. Copper's a real soft metal. This seems this seems like implausible. Yeah. I oh. don't. How would you? I don't think. I can't picture you being able to hammer in copper because it, it would just bend. Maybe it's an alloy. Could be an alloy. Right? Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, and also, what other circumstance other than tree killing do you do you need a copper nail? <laughs> like, uh, I'm just building a house, but I want a bunch of nails that are just a little bit better than regular nails at conducting electricity. Ploys. Ploys. This is a uh, this is real Buffy the Arborist stuff. Uh, yeah, no, that looks... An arborist like, probably cares for trees, though. Um, that's true. But, uh, well, you know, they also do cut them down. They do? Yeah, if they yeah, have yeah. to. They put them down if it's there's nothing we can do. Yeah, I guess, look, there's there's something in that idea of like a, a sort of... It's like a vampire slayer, but but for just killing trees, which is... <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess, just he he just gets phone calls every now and then about trees that have bad juju. Yeah. You know, like this one, this tree's giving me the creeps. It's like scratching on the window at night. Because I think it's a little bit like, you know, the medical marijuana stuff where, like, you know, you go in, in, in the States to go get, like, your your health care, pa- your, your pass that allows you to buy marijuana. Yeah. Know, I think, and you go in there and you sort of say, like, say, oh, yeah, I got a sore back or I got, like, anxiety or something like that. And then the doctor's like... Oh, okay. Well, then you're probably going to need a medical marijuana like thing, yeah, like right. that. And so it's the same thing with with this. Uh, we'll call him at the moment Buffy the Arborist. See, Buffy could be a guy in this case. It could be <laughs> Buffardson. Yeah, but it could be a girl. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like you know, if we're doing gender, if we're changing gender stuff, sure. It'd be about, I think the world is ready for a male Buffy. Um, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's about time. So Buffardson gets this phone call. Uh, maybe Buford. 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 It's actually a beautiful name. I yeah. quite like the name Buford. Yeah, well, it's Buford. Buford gets a phone call, and then the person still has to kind of make it sound convincing because mm, he sure. still like has a sort of a code of es- ethics, even though his code of ethics is something just has to sound like it's like it's reasonable. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just a mercenary basically, mm. but he uh, he wants to be able to convince himself. It's how he sleeps at night. Yeah, he still he still has uh, like has you know has taken the uh, the the arborist's oath mm. you know to to care for <laughs> for trees and all that and um and so then they you know he he goes over to the person's house and, and then they kind of show him the tree and then he's like so you know what's the problem and they're like oh I don't think it, it I think I don't think it was there last night and then this morning it must have come through some. Some hellmouth. This is not a tree of this world. Look at the way it it 
arches over us. It looms and against the sun. Look, yeah, it cuts out the sun. Spreading oh, darkness spreading across darkness. the land. Okay. And uh, and it also... Got the root system s- into the sewerage. Sewerage, and it's ruining my septic tank. Of doom. Doom. <laughs> you go, well, that seems good enough for hey, me. I'll get right, one of these copper nails. <laughs> and then it should be dead within six weeks. Six to eight years. And then I'll give you my card for my uh, my brother. He he cuts down dead trees. And uh, you can get him. He's got a big trailer. Take away. Unless you want to burn the wood yourself. But if you do truly believe it's got an evil spirit in, t- in it, you probably don't want that stuff in your house, even if it is in the furnace. Um... Do you think that's a sketch? I think so. Buford the Ar- <laughs> Buford the <Yeah>. Arborist. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. It's 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 interesting. There's a few there's a few levels going on in that sketch that I'm sort of like, it's a bit a bit hard to get your head around. Like there's this interesting idea in there of like what if Buffy <laughs> the vampire vampire slayer had like sort of she's got this skill mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of people have a skill, but in this modern world, it's, it, it's very often your skills get co-opted by capitalism, right? Yeah. You can have this amazing gift, but you know, for for playing the clarinet, but you're going to end up making jingles for you know corporate ads or something sure. like that. Like the fact that Buffy managed to maintain the purity of her vampire killing from yeah. you know from commercial interests from day one to to day zilch. Yeah, until and, <laughs> until you know when 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 the Corporate capitalist machine mm. sees something that has that much uh, potency that the youth are interested in. Yeah. That you know, I, I feel like there would have been so much marketing done around that, and she could have wound up as some sort of you know mercenary vampire killer just doing it for the corporate dollar. Well, having not watched most of Buffy, yeah, I haven't watched it, any of it. It it occurs to me that there's a chance that in the end she was tricked into sort of slaying a whole peoples. Wow, you know, like her. I don't know if she did. She ever have like? I'm asking questions. I'm asking you, who doesn't know, and mm. I'm. I don't. I'll know. answer that. But but like, did she have a direct line to the information of where? Like, it, it always seems like it was through some other people that were like, "Oh, this is the guy, yeah, and he's right. coming from this place, and he's this demon, and he's gonna." get you for this reason mm. and things like that. She was never, she wouldn't have a direct line to wherever the source of information is. I don't know if it's just old tomes or whether there's like a guy on the other side who's like, yep, there's a, yeah, there's a 16 sort of, uh, you know, uh, vampires coming and they're working for, you know, you know, the, the, the you know, a guy, a demon on the sixth level of hell and, um, they're all. It's, she was really very much judge, jury, and executioner, right? There was mm. never any like warrant. There was never any probable cause, kind of. Yeah. You know, I, I would like to. I'd be interested to see some statistics of just exactly how many innocent vampires. Well, it's were essentially killed. it's a TV show about a, a about a genocide performed by uh, American teen, t- teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even if it was, even wow. if the whole thing was in self defense, I think mm. at some point once you've killed, I guess, 50-plus in self-defense. It's sure, it starts to look suspicious. I mean, a genocide in self-defense is quite an interesting... Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. I, I, And I wouldn't be surprised if, if that a is a justification. People, indeed, <laughs> that, that has, has been, been used a lot, I'm sure. Been used. Yeah, in fact, that would probably be the most common one, that you are defending in some way your race or something like that. Yeah. From... Which is what she was doing. So, <sighs> interesting. Yeah, well, I mean... Um, Buffy. Yeah, I think it's it's turning out that this uh, this fella there who wrote that Buffy show... Buffy the war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the name of the guy? Um, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, this... might, might, might have some questions to answer in The Hague. Yeah, in The... <laughs> at, least, at least the fictional Hague. Yeah. The Fag. <laughs> All right. We, so now, what were you gonna say? Um, wh- what were we at? What was the thing the, that you the, wrote the down? The opinion. So, um, I, I think I think this is great. It's like Audible. It's hugely unaffordable, and you get one, <laughs> and and you get one. But like at least this one, it's like Audible, but you get one a week. Yeah. Right. You get one original opinion a week, and so yep. they're just there's uh, this app has a has a a team of writers. Yes. And they just write down 
one original opinion that you can have, and then it gets destroyed. Do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. All episodes of Queenie premiere June 7th, streaming on Hulu. Now, is the opinion about a specific topic or is it a sort of a general opinion, right? Mm -hmm. is, is, is it... Because, you know, general opinions, I'm thinking I'm against it or um, I'm worried about how this will affect our children or there's altogether too much of that sort of thing these days. Sure. You know, that, that, that you could use in almost any scenario. Great. But I think that those are very much off the shelf kind of opinions, those general ones. Sure. I think you could still have a you general... You could get those opinions from a department store or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you could, you know, you could... You could sort of just sit in a cafe and then just listen to what other people have to say. I think you, you've got to be giving people... I mean, the market here is bespoke. Is, is bespoke. I don't know what that word means, but um, it sounds like something to do with bicycle wheels. It's nothing to do with bicycle okay. wheels. Um, but I can see why you would think that. Yeah, um, I think I think you're giving people original opinions, and and so I think maybe like to answer your question about whether they're general opinions or whether they're about a specific thing. I think that that's where the um, the premium. The premium account sure. comes in, so you can have general opinions. So, and that that those are freely accessible. Um, oh no, 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 I think that no, they come from the nine ninety nine. Right, you can have a general opinion, but if you want, like, to be requesting, like, I want an opinion on, let's say, dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to be able to nominate, the what topic. a great thing to have an opinion about. Yeah. What's your opinion on dolphins? Yeah, and you know, a lot of people do. A lot of people don't like the, their 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 sexual conduct and things like that. That's a kind of a popular opinion these oh, days. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. You see, so people are you know, so people have opinions on dolphins. Some people love them and they think that they help sick sick children. You know, yeah, by swimming. Near I mean, them. I guess what we're learning is that dolphins are complex. Dolphins, like many things, are complex. It, could that be the opinion? Yeah, look, that's one opinion. It spills. It still feels a bit vague, though, right? It's it's a bit vague, but you know, look, if you if you make it a little bit more specific, so that nobody else would really come up with it, mm. they're complex, but at the same time, they're simple. Yeah, you see, <laughs> like that. Uh, and then you you could sell that to somebody for nine ninety nine. Oh no, that that would be a fourteen ninety nine kind of thing. So because you get to nominate the uh, topic. That is such a great way to sound clever about something, mm. right? It, it is. They're complex, but at the same time, they're simple, right? It's you really are totally saying nothing, nothing, right, and contradicting yourself. But it is it you, the way in which you structure that sentence, the way in which you contradict yourself, makes you sound so clever, right? That you're able, you're somehow able to acknowledge nuance, or that you're seeing things on multiple mm. levels. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, uh, well, there you go. That's, like, that's, that's quite an interesting thing is that if you add contradictions to what you say, it makes you sound much smarter. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it, there's a possibility that you're really dumb. And that's a contradiction in itself, which, which makes, makes you, you sound smart. Really smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess at the, at, at one, in, in one sense, I'm really, really clever, but in another way, I'm really, really dumb. Mm. You know, the, I make myself sound smart, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. But, you know, which is... Uh, you know, you, you can tell that that kind of uh, drive to want to sound smart is mm. probably comes from a form of intelligence. Mm. But to need that kind of satisfaction from others, that kind of, uh, you know, is, is probably a, a quite a dumb animal urge. My ability to justify this to myself takes, you know, quite a high level of reasoning to be able to continue to function in such a hypocritical way. Mm. You see, but um, to cease to be able to function due to not getting, uh, you know, praise and people thinking that I'm smart, uh, sh shows a real weakness of character. Weakness of character and idiocy. Yeah, um, yeah. That uh, you know, but but my ability to analyze myself, such as this, yes, <laughs> smart. But my in my inability to stop analyzing, dumb. Yeah, or to put any of that analysis into action. Yeah, you know, yeah. dumb. Um, <laughs> okay. Is that something? Is that like how to how to sound smart? Like whilst being you know, dumb? Yeah. Or 
I, 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 I don't know if that I don't know if that's a sketch in any way. It just it just feels like a thing that you see happen, mm. and is annoying. And yeah. surely that makes it a sketch. That's a Alistair. sketch. I mean, what is a sketch if not something that you see and that is annoying? That is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I can see a sketch where there's a person talking about that. Like, I don't, I don't know whether it's in a broader context of like, you know, this is a guy in a show. I don't yeah. want to turn this into a twelve-part series here. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like I could turn it into a bit of stand-up, maybe, but I just, I, I don't know, because it, because it, it is, it's purely observational yeah. without any, I don't know, sort of narrative or character elements to it that yeah. I feel like the thing that kicks something into gear as a sketch. Yeah, gives it a little narrative story. Kind of yeah. Thing. Alistair, are you looking for a smoother way to shave? Uh, I, I'm constantly. You're casting about. I see you in the morning with that hungry look in your eyes. You, that's true. That is me. I wish I had a smoother way to shave. Yeah. and But you know what, Andy? I found one. Did you? Yeah. Oh, great. What, what's yours? Because I'll tell you mine, well, but you go, you, you go first. Well, mine was a hot blade that I ran under a, <laughs> over a Bunsen burner. Yeah, no, that's not it. That's not it? No, I'm talking about harrys.com forward slash think tank. Yeah? Yeah. No, you can go along there, get yourself a, a precision engineered five blade razor Whoa. for half the price of the leading five, five, five blade razor in the, in the industry. Half the price? Half that's like, the price. That's almost 50%. But forget half the price, Alistair. How about free, right? You You're go kidding to, me. Uh, you know, no, you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank. You get a free $13 worth of razors. All you've got to do is cover the cost of shipping. Well, harrys.com. What, what, what more do you want from me? Harrys.com slash think tank. Slash think tank. Well, somebody, somebody sent us a, a sketch. Uh, on, <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, it was, it, it was do you want a, me to look up who it was? Sure, yeah. I can get up the it was name a, it, was a, it was a physical, first of all, it was a, it was a physical sketch because they sketched it as a drawing. Um, and it was, uh, there was one image and it was a person wearing underpants. And then there was another image where the person w- was exclusively not wearing underpants, but every other part of their body was covered in cloth. That was that was that was pretty badly explained, Alistair. But I'll 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 take it. Well, no, but I mean, maybe you can you can use your sort of. Well, I'll hold the picture up to the microphone. Well, that'll that'll help. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> oh yeah, you see that? It's from uh, Damp Slug at Damp Slug. It's Lewis. Yeah. Profile picture uh, is a uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real good tweet. It's a yeah, real good picture. Absolutely. From one of our listeners. Of uh, in you know, it's opposite underwear. It covers everything except your genitals. See, that's good, and man, and that's good, and that's the kind of content that you can only get by listening to us mm-hmm. when we read out funny things the con- that, that other our people listeners have have sent have in. made. Yeah, and so that as a kind of a, as an underwear sort of idea, I guess like your the covering of your face, I think maybe is where it, what it suggests is that. You're gonna then put clothes over the top of that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. But now your sort of your ass and penis and stuff that will now sort of take take the position of your head. Right. So do you leave that exposed? I guess as that well? you would leave exposed, right? Because then it's not it's not needing of undergarments, right? So that that is it, it, it is the f- the finished product. This sounds like a, a, a sort of a story that sailors would bring back from foreign lands. Mm, like you know, yeah. I've been to the island of. Gindanu. There you right? go. And uh, oh, the the people there are so strange. They yeah. their genitals are exposed, but their faces are covered. Yeah, and and, uh... <laughs> and then you draw it. You, you you produce a map, right, that features that there as like a little illustration in the corner of the of the land of Gindanu, and then uh, you you have it in the other corner, and they also have a man who has uh, one leg. Uh, where his hand should be and one hand where his leg should be or something. Yeah, right. Like that. that's, a, that's a leg where his hand should be, not where his arm should be. No. So he's still got his arm, oh, right? Great. And then at the end of the arm, there's <laughs> a leg. <laughs> is there a foot at the end of the leg or is it just like a really long, a really long extremity? I think there's a, I think there's a foot at the end. Okay. I think there's a foot at the end of the leg. <laughs> I like to think that he's got a leg at the end of his arm Yes. And then at the end of just like the bottom of his hip. Yeah. Right? It's uh, just a hand. There's just a hand and a foot on both sides. <laughs> so there's one, there's a hand and a foot. 
Yeah. Like that on, on one leg. But there's no leg now. So it basically goes genitals and right next to it is a hand and a foot. They're kind of like, they're kind of, they're sort of out like flippers a little bit. The like problem a, with that would be that your genitals would be resting pretty much on the ground. Yeah, I know. Look, look, Andy. There's a lot of problems with it. Unless you'd have to get up on your fingertips if you wanted to. No, no, no. But you might be balancing on your arms, like oh, well, on your, your arm arms legs. Are so long. Yeah, your arms are so long, so you kind of walk around them like they're stilts or something like that. Yeah, right. But now, if you want to grab anything, you 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 you're grabbing it with this hand <laughs> that is right next to your penis. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah, but I'm just like picturing, you know, you, you well, move, you're moving things around. If you're trying to keep anything sanitary, it's going to be b- jump, bouncing sure, against Andy, you. But this is a not necessary. Like, let's say now we're away from the, the underpants, no underpants thing. You could now, you can now wear underpants over your genitals. That's true. So now, instead of having hands at the end of your arms, you've got legs at the end of your arms, and then you've got... <laughs> You've got hands <laughs> next to your feet, which are now kind of essentially a second pair of kind of just bad hands, right? But but in order to pick things up off the ground, you just kind of lower your arms down like that, and then you kind of just pick it up with your hands, and then you lift yourself up. And so then it kind of just dangles in the air. So now we're saying we've got two hands either side of your genitals. Well, you that, got, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's one looks like a foot. <laughs> Why? Why does it have to look like... Why can't it just be two hands? Because you've still... No, well, you've got two hands on either side. Like, right. you've got one hand on each side of your genitals. Yes. But then you've got one foot on each side as well. So, well, hang Okay. Wait, so there's hands and feet are down there. Then where... So what's at the end of your arm legs? It's just the end of your ankle. There's just your, a stump. There's just a stump, yeah. Oh. And so you kind of... I mean, like, I guess you could put, like, a sort of... Like a rubber shoe type situation at the end of your leg. Oh, this has just suddenly got so much more horrible. Yeah, but, Andy, this is just... <laughs> this is the scenario that we're in. I, like, I, you know, I'm not going to... Like, I'm not going to let the Sugar world... Sugarcoat it for you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let, you know... <laughs> Like, try to make the world any better for you when, when this is the scenario that we've come up with. Look, I mean, all I'm saying, Alistair, is that I can imagine managing my life if yeah. I had my legs at the end of my arms, right, with a foot on the end, and I walked around on those, right? Yeah, and that's... if I had two hands that just came out next to my genitals. Like, I, I, can, I can see it wouldn't be great, but I can see how I would get along. But your stumpy foot uh, hand weird thing is so horrible. Why? Andy, well, firstly, I'm, I'm still a your... human being here. Look, I think you could get a nice rounded, like a nice rounded pad sort of new shoe type thing. Kind of, maybe it looks closer to a boxing glove, but with like a ru- rubber sole. Yeah, and right. that will go at the end of your leg stump. Yep. Right? Also, I'm 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 un- uncomfortable about the join between the wrist, the end of your arm, and the t- I guess what would be the top of the thigh where the leg starts because the yeah. l- thigh in, for most of us is a lot thicker than the wrist. Yeah. So he, what have you got there? Just like a ledge? Is uh, it like a flat join? Look, to be honest, I think you could almost get rid of the wrist. I think the wrist will definitely be a weak point <laughs> to be able to bend. Sort of that, like, oh, that was the one thing that I liked, though, was that you would have an extra point of articulation there between yeah. those two things. Because otherwise, you've got a really long, stiff midsection to your yeah, that's arm true. leg. That's true. No, you need that. You need that. You know, it's it'd like, be great being able to bend them around so much. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, it'll be. I guess that wrist will kind of become just a second elbow. Yeah, but like a weaker elbow, but but a more versatile elbow. Now, but the knee. What would you call that? Would that then be oh, a the third knee, elbow? Oh, the knee will be there. <laughs> Forgot about the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and the calf. You'll have that calf muscle. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what... What were you picturing when you were picturing a leg? <laughs> I know. I what? forget what legs look You've like You've forgotten sometimes. about the knee and the calf? Yeah. And so... Um, what is a leg to you, Alastair? Look, man. It's just bone. It's just just long bit just of bone. Just a flesh tube. Yeah. Well, it's not flesh. It's mostly bone. But mm-hmm. but I imagine if you're like fighting with your friends, right? Like, <laughs> which you probably would be, <laughs> accusing them of pumping their genitals against your sandwich when they were handing it to you. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I imagine I'll live in a society where we're a little bit more polite than that, <laughs> and you know, I don't know. Well. Is that is that something that you fear that people are going to rub 
the food that they give you on their genitals beforehand. It's it's up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. It's that nuclear war. Um, but yeah, I think I picture the, the 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 calf muscle is like when you're play fighting with friends. Is that you'll swing your arm leg around like that and just hit them on the side of the hit your friends inside of the head with the with sort of the calf muscle. Like it'll be so it's the kind of softest part because you don't want to hit them with the shin. That'll knock them out. Sure, but then it'll hurt you as well. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. it would. But but you know you're not you're, trying to kill each other. You whack them with the with the with the, that fleshy calf. Yeah, and the flesh calf. <laughs> <laughs> this seeing this fight take place, mm. it feels like that. Vi- you've seen that video of giraffes fighting where they whip each other with their necks. Yeah, it just is such a bizarre, uncomfortable foreign world. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if any of that's a sketch, oh, but it's I've gotta had be an a sketch. idea. Okay, great. Right. It's got to be. Wait, all yeah. right, sure. Legs but at the end I of think, your. I arms. think the sketch is we're just we're re- representing the world and what it would look like if this slight change occurred. Yeah, I mean, I also, and I feel like this is too too common a thing that we try and do, but the idea of somebody who has had this as an idea and who thinks it would make the world a better place or who is trying to convince mm. the government or something that we should do this, because there's people who are like, well, if people were smaller, like people have made this assessment that if people were smaller, resources would go much further. And there's that movie now with uh, Matt Damon, Downsizing, right, where people get shrunk down to a much smaller size. People say that well, if we could breed human beings to be mm. half the height or a third of the height, we need much less resources. Yeah. We'd be able to have a bigger population. People would be better off and the planet would be more sustainable. Yeah, but what about, what about <laughs> world records? What if you had arms at the end of your legs? Your yeah. legs at the end of your arms? I think, and then somebody's just making the case for why that would be a much better society to live in. Oh, God. Anyway, when we were talking about rubbing genitals on food, Mm -hmm. is there something in this idea, right, Alistair, that, well, this is, is, I'll tell you the the two things that came to me. One is that instead of nuclear weapons, right, nuclear weapons have never been invented. What has been invented instead is like a huge intercontinental ballistic pair of testicles that you could say North Korea is threatening to fire them at yeah. North America. So basically these testicles would come down and sort of squish onto America. And right? bounce. And bounce on them, right? And I guess basically teabag the teabag. entire country. So there's that, yeah, right? Which, I don't know. It look, it's something. I think, you, but I, 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 I like... I think picturing if they were just launched like a catapult, mm. like in like a catapult, and then you just kind of see them like flying <laughs> through the air, and then they kind of bonk, yeah. bonk, bonk across America. I mm. think there's something funny in the visual of that. Uh, certainly, certainly there is. Now, the other idea was that like during wartime, uh, very often a military strategy is to try and destroy your enemy's food supply, mm-hmm. right? To you know starve them out, basically. So often, often that'll take the you know, form of bombing campaigns or even chemical weapons attacks like the Agent Orange kind of a thing. So this instead is that you are somehow rubbing your balls on the enemy's food supply <laughs> so that while you haven't destroyed the food, they don't want to eat it. Yeah, and I guess and I guess that has the added thing of, yes, they're also starving, but also you've broken their spirit. Broken their spirit, yeah. You know? And also you've got to rub your balls on something. Which, which I guess... While not feeling necessarily good, definitely feels like something. It's adventure, yeah. you know. That's what that's what war is about for a lot of people, you know. A, a yeah. sense of adventure. And but there's a, there's also, I guess, you get to that point where, um, you know, now it's become a job, though. Mm. You know, there's a guy who yeah, got into right. the army because he wanted to be able to, you know, like, you know, some jock. He got out of, you know, he finished college, and he was like, you know, he really got a taste for rubbing his balls on things mm. there. While he was living sort of on campus, you know, playing pranks on people. Then he went, got into the military because he thought, well, they need people who, can, who, who rub their balls on stuff because we're going to help the war effort. We've got to, uh, you know, cut out the food supply of our enemies. I'm going to do this for my country. And then he gets into it for the love of ball rubbing. Yeah. But then when he gets there, suddenly it's like, this is a full-time job for him. Yeah. And he's like, in enemy lines, which doesn't feel, you, you would barely feel comfortable. So, you know, it's not the, you don't get it's not the ideal. Yeah, it's not like... It's not like some toilet cubicle that you've just quickly sort of uh, ducked like, into with a duck, friend's mobile phone. Yeah, or their or their toothbrush or something like that, you know. And then it's it's not that you're now in the line of fire potentially, uh, rubbing sort of like uh, you know can, cans of spam. I guess you're opening cans of spam <laughs> and sort of rubbing your balls on that. And then and then he comes home, right? 
and he can't rub his balls on anything anymore because <laughs> it's too traumatic. Yeah, and that and, and he's, he's lost who he was. He's lost who he was. He's probably got a, a certain amount of chafe going mm. on. Oh yeah, he'd be it's, red raw. It's a sensitive bit of skin. There's, you're around a lot of open cans. You know, yeah, like, the, those edges, <laughs> the sharp edges. A lot of sharp edges. <sighs> you know, I was picturing like fields of grain or something like that. Well, I mean, he could go and he could sort of just dunk his balls in a silo or something. Maybe they fly, they fl- they get him into a plane and they fly him really low across a cornfield. <laughs> With, With just his balls dangling down. down. And it's just like the, the, the <laughs> blades <laughs> of wheat are just... <laughs> he's like, and he's, while he's chanting, USA! USA! They destroyed 15,000 hectares of... <laughs> Prime corn in one day. And then they've destroyed all our canola. We were going to make oil like that to, 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 to power our vehicles. To fry the corn, to make popcorn. <laughs> An army marches on popcorn. Is think, that anything? Yeah, I think that, yeah. that is definitely right. something. I think we've probably got enough sketches today. I think Alistair. we do. Um, Jeez, I've been ca- this whole time I've been casting around, feeling in my pockets, trying to find my lip balm. Yeah. All this talk of chafing. Yeah. Uh, found it? it, it had, yeah, found it. It had fallen on the ground. All right, I'm going to take us through the sketches, Andy. Take us through All right. the sketches. We got magic potions and why they're not around anymore. And then we get to see that, you know, all the mm. kind of the litigation that has occurred due to um, them trying to sort of launch them in supermarkets with the samples and people turning into three rounds of drinks. Alistair, I'm so confident that that is not a sketch that anyone else has ever come up with. No one in the world has ever said, magic potions. What can we do with that that's funny and go on down this fucking stupid angle? Oh, I mean, anyway, um, look, it's a, well done to it's us. a classic me idea, I think. Um, Wizard Ally McBeal or Grey's Anatomy. Um, I think that this, this you could pitch, we could pitch this today or tomorrow and we would have a show. Uh, on CBS on within C- the week. Within the week. I'm, if anything, it's bad that we're putting this out because this it's is... got to get a hot young cast. Man, they're going to be so hot and so young. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And so that, you know, uh, it's basically that. It's not about the magic. It's about the, the relationships, people having affairs, exactly. people using unisex toilets. Yep. There's going to be that conversation. It's gonna, but it'll have that kind of humor that like a, a Jane Silent Bob movie might have you know so it's like you know like with with the like the the wizards talking about peeing and things like that how do you mm. lift your robe you lift it or you sit down yeah, or you hold it in your ratsy. mouth yeah it's a bit mall ratsy but 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 you know there's still there's still that emotional hook of like mm. of like i said will they won't they will they won't they um, and you know i don't know other things um <laughs> then obviously we've got <laughs> won't they will they <laughs> and then we've got uh, Buford the Arborist, who's a tree killer, but you know he he wants to do good, but also he does just need business, and so people give him reasons to drive um, copper nails into trees, and uh, but but <laughs> it's, yep, I think that this is good. I think okay, this is really great. good. So it's basically it's 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 sort of like a Buffy, it's like a Buffy uh, parody, but but in many ways he's his own man and. <laughs> He's a good guy. He but got, he's just a small businessman. He's like a Jim's mowing yeah, or something like exactly. that. Exactly. He got like you know, and he he studied botany and yeah. you know, and deep down he's good. But his job is still to kill. Yeah. You know, but to kill things that he loves and studies and you know, so yeah, he has to justify it to himself somehow. Yeah. The, the, maybe his price. So okay. So this is it. He's a he's a he's an arborist, right? Somebody's like, gotta call this guy Buford. He's great. His prices are really reasonable. But the only catch is he really loves trees. So while it doesn't cost much financially, there's a huge emotional toll in convincing him that it's a good idea to kill this tree that he loves. So, you know, but, you know, save 50 bucks. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be tough having to talk to a guy who really cares about trees. Yeah. And and like, to, to, cut, to like kill it for yeah, you. Yeah, like especially because you just want the view or whatever to mm. increase it. And he's like, oh, man. Are you sure? Oh, it's so beautiful. Look at this root system. That is deeply ingrained. That is it's so strong. I mean, it would have lived long after we'd all gone. And, yeah. You know. Look at how many creatures live in here. You know about 650,000. But all right. And he's doing it anyway, slowly pulling on his protective gear. <laughs> Because he he knows he needs the money as yeah. well. 
it's not that many people that are. And when you to... start coming around, he's like, nah, nah, nah. But if you got to get rid of it, you got to get rid of it. <laughs> like, he's convinced you not to cut down yeah. the tree. Yeah, great. Because he needs the money. Then we got the opinion app, um, which you know, for it's a subscription service that will give you an original opinion mm. that you can have and that nobody else will have. Yeah. Right. It's and like then Snapchat, that's gone. It's it'll be gone after that, and. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a way that we can, like, in the programming, probably sneak it, you know, to somebody across the world, maybe. Oh, like. Alistair, you're already compromising oh. your ideals. That didn't I'm take s- long, did it? I mean, I'm just... It's a bloody scam. Yeah. Well, you know, this is what we're going to find. This is the kind of stuff that we'll find out in the in the sketch. And then, obviously, obviously then there's the world where legs are at the end of the arm. And 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 how would society be better or worse from that? And that's, yep. You've kind of got a foot in a... Foot in a hand on, on, at the end of each sort of hip. Step. How would society be better or worse? Or better? Or better? Probably yeah, better. Probably better. I think you would. You would. We would move faster because of the the swinging, the, the strides, the, the long strides like that. But also slower because those wrists are going to be really weak and we'll be falling down every second. Oh, step. I know. But they would. They would. They would adapt, right? They would we strengthen would, up. They would strengthen no up. No question. Um, and I think I like the way that we would kind of like if we were to sit down or sit or stand on our feet, like we would kind of have these long folded arms, sort of like a like an either like an elbowed squid or like a spider, mm. you know. So we would kind of always be like almost in the crouching position, ready to pounce. Right now, we, we're, we're never really that ready to pounce because we kind of lock our legs in. I can't remember when I was last ready to pounce. Yeah, <laughs> it's been ages. And then uh, we've got uh, balls out for the war effort, and that's. Um, and that's when uh, we rub uh, our balls on the yeah. food to, in order to not only make it inedible so that the enemy starves, but then also break their spirit. Um, so uh, before we wrap up, I'm just going to say thank you very much. Oh, should, we should do the little song first, right? So... Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Uh, I am uh, at Alistair TB on Twitter. I am at Stupid Old Andy. And we are at Two and Tank. Um, I'm A Trombley Birchall on Instagram. There you go. If you want to check us, check, check us out on Facebook as well. Two and Two in the Think Tank. Anyway, we're um, so we've got the Patreon. Thank you so much for uh, for everybody who already donated. You can support us on there. It's amazing. You just, thank yeah, you so much. It's the kindest thing. Uh, we're we're working towards maybe paying George for the editing and also maybe feeding our children with uh, with this. Not, not, not Going to pay George for, fa- for feeding our children. Yeah, to pay George <laughs> to feed our children. Thank you so much, George. Um, and we're, we're also building up to something big uh, coming up because this is episode 97. Oh, yeah, exciting. We're going we're gonna to attempt... For the 100th episode. For the 100th episode, we're going to try to come up with 100 sketch ideas. So we're going to do an episode <laughs> which, you know, maybe off the back of this episode, you might think that that's a terrible idea, sure. right? But we're going to do a, uh, we're going to come into the podcasting booth and we're going to stay here for as long as it takes to come up with 100 sketch ideas. Yeah, 100 sketch ideas. Look look at this. we got one, two, three, four, five, six. We've got six, six in, six in the and last, a half, maybe. Six and a half in the last hour or so. So it potentially could take about 20 hours. Could be a 20-hour episode. 20-hour episode. Anyway, um, clear some space in your phone. Uh, yeah. Or you can just stream it on Spotify. There and, you go. and so if, if there's a possibility that you want to be mentioned on the 100th episode for, let's say, for having uh, supported the Patreon, if you want to be on this, this is going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if some national archive – would 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 save this to remember I wouldn't be at all surprised. So if you want to donate to the Patreon for to to be mentioned on this amazing thing that'll probably be uh, one day sent into space uh to explain If only to get rid of it. If only to get rid of it or in case you know maybe to show alien life what's the kind of things that we do here. Mm. We come up with sketch ideas and we donate kindly to to a uh, you know sort of people. And um we're also going to be going to get some guests on 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 the day that we film it. Um, possibly uh, there's some people from uh, the weekly uh, from the Planet Broadcasting Network which we are up on, uh, up on and we're going to see how, what, 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 uh, what people that you love and care about that we can get on this show uh, and destroy them and destroy them while we're slowly losing our mind over the sort of between 10 and 20 hours that we will be recording a podcast trying to come up with 100 sketch ideas <sighs> we've, we've already booked in a whole day in order to do it and uh I think it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and uh, we love love you. you.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.